son histoire. Hello and welcome to the Alumni Lounge, the hottest Montreal Canadiens alumni podcast. And I'm not just saying it's hot because of this roaring fire behind me. <laughs> I'm Chantal Desjardins, joined by former Montreal Canadian and current podcasting superstar Patrice Brisebois. Welcome, Patrice. Thank you very much. Hello, Chantal. I see you also have a blistering fire in your background. Yeah, it's very, very, very hot here. <laughs> <laughs> the Alumni Lounge brought to you by Scotia Advice Plus. A simple conversation today can help you reach your goals tomorrow, only from Scotiabank. Now, in a moment, we'll chat with former Montreal Canadian Centre Thomas Placanitz. We have worn uh, matching uh, turtlenecks in his honour. Looking good? Yeah. <laughs> um, but first, the fans want more Patrice. Let's give them what they want. Some of the questions that have come in, which players do you still talk to? A lot of players, to be honest with you, um, because, you know, with the Montreal Canadian alumni, so uh, I have the chance to, you know, to play with those guys. So uh, uh, Richard Sivini, uh, Pierre Dagenet, uh, you know, and even with, with the, the, the lounge, uh, I see so many players, uh, uh, Gila Fleur is there, uh, Serge Chavar. And uh, I've had a chance to, to talk to a lot, a lot of players. Rejean Roux, who is the president of the alumni, uh, Montreal Canadian alumni. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's always fun. Always fun. It's always, uh, it's always nice to talk to the boys and ask them how they're doing and, you know, what they do. And, you know, playing golf. I play golf with Donal Odette, uh, José Theodore. And, you know, I, I try to, to keep, uh, keep in touch with the boys. How's your golf game? Uh, last year, I didn't play much, but when I was playing, I, 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 I played good. Honestly, I was, I was impressed. And, <laughs> uh, I, love, I love the game. I love the game. I love, I love golfing, you know, with good boys and a nice, a nice course, beautiful weather. Uh, but I have to be careful because I have two back surgeries, Chantal. So, uh, you know, the next day my back is, is stiff or, or sore. So uh, I can't play like two days in a row, three days in a, three days in a row because my back was not, can't, can't support that. But uh, I, I love playing golf. Favorite game day ritual? Uh, you know, I, I've, I have a pregame meal. I was eating like, you know, two, three plates, chicken, pasta, uh, everything. And I love my nap. You know, everybody say, oh, hockey players are doing nap. Yes, I love my nap. I was my time like, relax, get prepared. And uh, when you, you know, you wake up right away, you, you switch. It's like, okay, it's game on, preparation. You know what, going to the Bell Center, put some favorite music. I was not, I was not the kind of guy who was talking on the phone, you know, people. I was playing music. I love listening to some music, motivation, and loud music in the car. And, uh, you know, and before the game, that was always the same, same, same routine. You know, taping stick, changing laces, so, uh, um, stretching, and, and music again, just to get in the moon and... Uh, I love, you know what, Chantal, I love that routine. As a hockey player, that's, you know, and more the game or it's coming, more the, the emotion and the stress and, you know, the warm-up. And now you see the crowd and the music and the warm-up. It's, 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 it's fantastic. 
What was the what was the song? Did you have one song you got ready to? I wasn't. I, I'm a big. Yeah, I'm a big YouTube fan. I like I like YouTube, but I was more uh, some rock. You know, Metallica. Uh, um, you know, Billy Idol. You know, '80s music. More like uh, I was not disco. I was not you know or uh, hip hop or. I'm not. I was not a big fan of that that music. I was more more uh, more rock. Right. All right. A rock guy. I like that. Yeah. Um, best lesson you learned from hockey that you could apply to real life after retirement. I think it was discipline. Discipline, because you know, if you want to make it, you have to be disciplined in every way. Uh, your training, the way you're eating. Um, and after that, even if you're not playing hockey, you need that kind of discipline. You know, uh, uh, in hockey, you have a, a schedule. You need to respect that schedule. You have to, you know, to be disciplined about that schedule. And uh, I think for me, that was, that was that. That was really like be disciplined and, and details, details in everything. And I think if you want to be, if you want to play I don't know, 10, 15, 18 years in NHL, you need, you need that. You need that, uh, you need to be on your, on top of your game. And I think that that was, that was that. All right. And we're starting to learn some fun things about you. Give me one fun fact that people don't know. Oh, (laughs) you know what, you know how much I love, you know, driving and racing. Yeah. I hate bad, bad drivers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, you know, what? just, you know, on the highway or, you know, if you don't put your flasher or something, oh. you know, you no know, things like that. Like just, can you drive nicely? <laughs> you know, what? Be, be, be kind, be nice. And everything's going to be all right. But some, some, some people, they, you know, they drive and they don't care and they just like, and I, I don't like bad driver. Sorry. <laughs> uh, always fun learning new things about you. So if fans have any more questions, send them my way for next time. Introducing Advice Plus, a new way to create a plan together that keeps you heading in the right direction. We start by getting to know you better. Then we'll work together to build a plan that grows with you, adding personalized products and solutions along the way that can help you reach your goals tomorrow. We get to know you better to guide you better. Today and tomorrow, Advice Plus, only from Scotiabank. Now it's time to introduce former Habs centerman and fashion icon. Welcome to the Alumni Lounge, Thomas Placanitz. Hey guys, thanks for your invite. Now, I don't know if you here. noticed, um, Patrice and I wore turtlenecks in your honor. I love it. <laughs> Uh, what you don't know is it's like a hundred degrees in my house right now. So I'm boiling, but the joke was worth it just for you. Yeah, no, it's great. I love it. <laughs> and I only had one. So don't mind the nineties. That's, that's cheating right there. Uh, are you so happy to never get asked about turtlenecks anymore? Uh, you know, I don't mind. I just take it as a joke and uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, uh, there was so many players playing with me, actually having a turn like just, it just stuck with me since, since I started wearing it. So the, okay. the question, Placky, are you s- still playing with turtleneck? 
No, I sure no? enough. I have a mark now. Okay. <laughs> I go with marks now. Okay, cool. What was the older, deal? Older I am, I'm more. I, I am hot, so I get it. Good. Yeah. Are you going through menopause? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What well, What was the deal? Why uh, Why did you wear them? Wasn't it so hot to play with them? No, I didn't mind it actually. I don't know why. Just Patty Langlois was with me in the Hamilton since uh, since the day one. Basically, I don't know how it came up or why. I I remember wearing it a little bit in the national team in the juniors in Czech Republic before, but uh, I don't know. It was just a coincidence. It wasn't nothing planned or something I really wanted to wear. It just kind of came up and stuck with me. Just just feel good. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. That's good. all you need, right? Yeah. It's all mental. Oh, yes. <laughs> It is. <laughs> Patrice, what did you wear? Uh, just a uh, normal dry, uh, dry wear. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. Um, boring, I, I was not as fancy as Blackie. <laughs> it was boring, just like regular driveway. <laughs> I know that is boring. You should <laughs> Sorry, have... guys. But I was changing after every period. I was changing because I was I was sweating a lot. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Um, Thomas, you and your wife Lucy, uh, pretty busy these days. You welcomed baby Leah last Christmas. Now a year, a year and a bit in. Are you getting much sleep? Yeah, uh, you know what? It's up and down, up and down, and it's not that bad. It could be definitely worse, but what's worse is the during the day. She's so active. I mean, I have never seen uh, a little kid like this being so active and never want to sleep. And she's always up on her feet and walking around, and it's it's just going crazy. So I'm I'm sometimes I'm happy I'm going for a practice or, or a game, and you know. Kind of come going back. on the road. I'm I'm fresher coming back from a game and practices than than being at home. But no, it's it's fun. We we love it. We enjoy it. And of course, it's not it's not easy, but it's it's fun. You already have two little boys now. What what's the biggest change having a girl in the mix? It's it's a huge change, actually. It's 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 like I don't know why. I mean, those the girls are they just coming after daddies so much. It's it's so different. But now the the, the oldest uh, the boy he's going to is going to be uh, he's going to be ten in the uh, next Christmas. He's nine and a half. He's he's starting to get the daddy time now. He wants he wants to be with daddy, and I'm enjoying it too. So it's it's kind of great mix, and boys uh, boys uh, love her. So we're really enjoying the time together, and it, it's great. Is he a hockey player? No, no, no. They're 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 doing some sports, but they're they're not hockey. They're they're into gymnastics and they're into tennis a little bit. So they're they do some sports, but uh, I don't think it's gonna be something professional. But okay. I'm happy they're active and it's it's good. Good. Do you think it's hard for you know a kid of a professional athlete to then go into that sport? Like, did you encourage him or did you try to get him to find his own way? Either either boy. Uh Yeah, I think definitely it's hard for those kids. Knowing from you know from experience from different teammates, they they had a they had a you know kids and they play hockey. They always kind of get compared to daddies and and stuff like that. So it's hard for them. But but I never pushed him for anything. I always wanted to bring him over to the ring and you know have him skates on, just skate a little bit. But but I would never push him to the to the, to hockey or something. It's just it's just matter for for him to choose. And if he likes it, then and we'll see. Patrice, what about you? Did you what did you think about your kids? Did you want them to get into hockey? I'm I'm a little bit like like Thomas. I just want them 
to do sports and, and be active. And they, you know, they're playing basketball, soccer. Uh, they, they were playing hockey, but, you know, I tried to teach them, do this, do that. And they, yeah, 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 daddy, I know, I know. What do you know? <laughs> You're a kid. <laughs> you know, I, I just tried to, to help them, but, you know, just, just do some sport and have fun. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Right. Um, Thomas, your, your wife is a professional athlete as well, former WTA star. Uh, what, how are your tennis skills, first of all? <laughs> uh, I just lost the game today, so I'm really, really uh, pissed. <laughs> I know you, so I know I you came, hate to lose. I, I know that. Back, I came back and I said, I'm going to probably fire my coach. So <laughs> I'm just, right now I'm thinking about it, if I fire her or not. So no, but we yeah, it's it's fun. We were sometimes we're playing together, and it, it's it's fun. Obviously for me, it's you know, uh, it's great practice, great great training for me. It's great cardio. It's 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 a great uh, great you know. If, when we have a day off or something, we go to play tennis a little bit. So I'm still active even during the days off. So you know, older you get, you want to stay in the shape. So you need to do something even in your days off. So it's 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 fun for me. It's not as much fun for her, but she's still she's still she's still doing it for me. So it's 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 great. I mean, you're a competitive guy. Is it hard to lose to your wife, or do you lose to your wife? Oh, of course, there's no chance. I mean, it's not even <laughs> close. And I get to I get to ask this question a lot about it, but it's not it's not even comparable. It's just so hard, and it's it's fun for for me to play with her. And and like I said, it's it's not even close. What's the uh, what's the best part of being married to a professional athlete? Uh, we're not married yet. Oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> a tricky one. <laughs> she asked me but, to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it, you know what, it's, 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 it's great. I mean, you know, we're, we're, uh, we have, a you know, careers behind us and I mean, I'm close to it, but she, she has it behind her and, and she knows what, what we're going through. And, and I know what she went through during her career and, and uh, we find it very similar, you know. We uh, we went through a lot. It's been it's been hard for for us, and and uh, we enjoy talking about it a little bit. But sometimes, obviously, you know, we want to stay off the sports uh, subject at home and enjoy just family time. Now you are in Kladno. You're still playing, which is amazing in the Czech second league. Uh, playing with Jagger, right? How'd you find the season? Yeah. You know, it's so hard with COVID and everything. We just have it uh, 34 games in the regular season. Now we're starting playoffs on Friday, actually. So it's going to be hopefully more fun, even though there's no fans in the, in the stands. So it's it sucks big time, but that's that's what's going on right now in the world. So we got we to gotta take it as it is and, uh, you know, enjoy, enjoy it. We're still playing. At least we're, we're able to play. We're able to go to the ring every day. We're not locked at home completely. So it's a positive thing. And, um, and if we win the playoffs, we're gonna, we're gonna advance to the extra league, which is the first league in Czech Republic, which is, which is pretty good quality. And, and there's a lot of players playing in the NHL from that league. So I still want to enjoy that year. If we, if we will be able to, to make it and, uh, play in front of the fans again, at least one more season. And, and, you know, when you get used to playing in front of 20,000 people in the Bell Center, you don't want to, you don't want to retire in front of the empty, uh, empty building, right? During the COVID season. So we'll see. Like he 34 points in 33 games. You still got it? I'm still, fa I'm faster <laughs> than I used to be. 
That's pretty good. That's well, wow. but it's you know the, the league is not that good. Uh, you know, overall, it's it's not it's not really that good of a quality, obviously. And uh, like I said, motivation. You know, to get motivated for those games where there are no people in the stands, you play just thirty four games just to get through it. It's it's hard. But like I said, the positive thing is, and we can go to the ring, practice, and and enjoy the play. And I love to play the game still. So it's it's what matters. You think you're gonna play next year? If we make it to the to the league, if we if we win this uh, this these playoffs, uh, I uh, I will I will okay. wanna, I, like I said I want to enjoy to play in front of the fans again and uh, you know to to be able to retire and uh, you know at least in in front of the full building or something. Yeah, what's the plan? So one more year and then what's next? I'm sure you've heard that a lot. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, like I said, I have uh, no injuries. Uh, you know, I feel good. I like hockey. I love to play. I love to go to the ring every morning, most of them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, right now it's one more year and we'll go from there. I mean, at my age. But you know what, Chantal and Plecky, I'm... I remember a young Thomas Plekanec showing up at the, his first training camp. And, uh, you know, I, you know, already, you know, Plecky had talent, but the most, uh, um, what I like about Thomas, I was his work ethic. Always first in the gym, first on the ice, last on the ice. You always, always want to improve. And I'm not surprised, Plaky, you're still playing because I know you love the game. You're passionate about the game. And same thing for your, your teammates, uh, Yaramir Yager. You guys love to play the game. And uh, I think for me, I know you're, you're skilled players and you have a, a, a super, super, super career. But your work ethic, that's I remember the most about you. Thanks. Glad to hear that. It's, it's, you know, I mean, you, as you know, you would never get through, through the NHL if you wouldn't have the work ethic. I mean, it would have show, it would have shown anyway, like one, one day or another that you, you know, you're another hardworking guy and, and you just have to come in and, and, and put to work, put the work boots in. So, I mean, but who, who taught you that work ethic? Is that a mom, no, your, mom honest, your dad, your... No, to be honest, I mean, it came up just, just when I got to the North America, actually, because when I played in Czech Republic before in the juniors and, and before that, I just rely on my talent. And, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was a little chubby, you know, I was, I was kind of overweight when I played in juniors. So I just got back to, um, uh, you know, I signed a contract with Montreal. I went to the Hamilton and that's where actually I learned. I kind of opened up my eyes and I was like, well, you know, if you don't put it together, if you don't start working hard, actually, and, and you know, uh, working on the details of the game that I've never heard of in Czech Republic before, you would never make it. So, you know, I think it actually started in there, in, in Hamilton and in the training camps, like you mentioned. Yeah, you just said that, uh, you know, you played three years in Hamilton. Yeah. Okay. Is it, you know what, do you, do you in your head, like, you know, this, your second year, your third year, like, when do I get the call to go in the big, the big league? You know, I'm doing, I'm doing good because your stats were very good in the in American league. And did you question yourself, like, what is going to take not to get that call? Yeah, that's a great question. It was hard, man. It was so hard, especially, as you mentioned, second and third year. It was so hard for me because, you know, 
I at the time I didn't like the quality of the league. And the, you know, my first second, I felt like, man, it's just you know, it's just kind of dump and chase game, and and you know, I want to play with the puck and and all this European stuff, right? Yeah. And then third year, there was a lockout. The lockout was full year, full season loss, right? And I was like, man, this is like, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna suck it up and gonna stay stay in Hamilton, or will I go back to Europe and kind of you know wait? So I stayed in. I stayed in Hamilton. I kind of suck it up, and and I think it was a key for my career. It was a it was the best decision of the of the hockey career I ever made to suck it up and stay there and fight through it. And uh, I think and I think you guys won the color cup. We were we lost the game seven. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was actually, it okay. was actually first year. Okay. It was the, my my first year in two thousand two, I think, or something. We lost the game seven at home. <laughs> Sorry. My first year, my first year in North America. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Um, hockey transition aside, like the cultural transition for a kid coming from Europe, how hard was that for you? And who kind of like helped you adapt? Oh, it was so hard. And I, I didn't speak a word English. I understood pretty quickly, especially the hockey stuff. It was easy because I heard it every day. But uh, uh, it took me two years to start speaking a little bit and to start kind of relying a little bit on myself, you know, off the rink. And uh, I, I had a great teammate, Joseph Ballet was one who helped me, you know, that was great. He helped me out of the, out of the rink, like with the apartments, with the car and with all the shopping groceries and, and all that little stuff that was most important for me at the time to, you know, to feel, to feel a little bit comfortable. And uh, Marcel, uh, Marcel Hossa was there. Who was was playing really well in Montreal later on, and uh, later on in Montreal had Jan Bullis and Richard Zedny. <laughs> so, <laughs> you remember those guys? Oh right? yeah, oh yeah. I, I love those guys, Blackie. Yeah. Be honest oh, with you, they were such yeah. great guys, so those, great teammates. Those four guys, yeah, yeah, those four guys were key for me at the beginning, even in Hamilton and in Montreal. Introducing Advice Plus, a new way to create a plan together that keeps you heading in the right direction. We start by getting to know you better. Then we'll work together to build a plan that grows with you, adding personalized products and solutions along the way that can help you reach your goals tomorrow. We get to know you better to guide you better. Today and tomorrow, Advice Plus, only from Scotiabank. Is it true you learned your English from watching Seinfeld? Uh, kind of a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I had a, I had a subtitles on, and then I watched the, all the episodes, and and uh, the subtitles were 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 a key too. Like you, you always put a subtitles on, and it it kind of helps you so much. So were you just walking? Were you a big Seinfeld fan then? Were you just walking around Hamilton? Going I was. Like, I started. I started to be later on, and yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah, I love that show. That's the, the best show ever. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I love Seinfeld. Yeah. I mean, I have something to admit. I didn't really watch it ever. Oh. <gasps> I know. I know. <sighs> Never too late. <laughs> Never too late. <laughs> um, would you would you consider uh, coaching after? Yes, I would. I actually, you know, the the more towards the end of my career, I'm watching the coaches. I'm kind of I'm kind of seeing how they react on the bench. I'm 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 kind of paying attention to the system you know, of the other teams and trying to, I'm trying to think as a coach right now, like older I am, I'm trying to get into that, you know, into that thinking a little bit. And 
I don't know if I'll do it right now. I feel like, you know, uh, I want to, but who knows, who knows what's going to happen in two years. Well, let's look back at your uh, career drafted 71st overall by the Habs in 2001. You went on to play 1001 NHL games, 984 of them with Montreal. That's a long time. What did this city mean to you? It was great. I mean, you know, what can I say? I mean, my, my second home, right. I mean, uh, I still have so many friends over there and still in touch with so many people from Montreal and, uh, it's hard to, hard to say something else. I mean, there was so many, so many, uh, stories and, and all the stuff that, you know, when you, when you at the one place, like, like that long, it, it means so much to your life. Yeah. Who do you still talk to? Which are the guys? Uh, some of the trainers, obviously flower, of course, you know, flower is still, uh, flower is still, uh, still there. Flower is, is Alain Gagnon. Yeah. Alain Gagnon. <laughs> Alain Gagnon. Travel, travel agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Some of the guys, obviously Bryce, once in a while and, and Gally and, and, uh, Lecky a little bit. And, uh, you know, so some, uh, friends, uh, off, off the rink, of course. So, I mean, as I said, so many memories, so many, so many stories that I have from Montreal and I, I can't wait when this time is over and, and I can go and, and visit, visit the Montreal again. You know what, Blackie, do you consider yourself more as a defensive center or, you know what, both, both ways? Because when I look at your stats, you, you have eight seasons of 20 goals and more. That's, that's very good. You know, you're, 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 you play against, always against the best top line in NHL. And now, you know what, you, you, but you, you put points on the board every night. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, in, I would say, let's say first, the uh, first half of my career, or let's say two, two thirds of my career, I would consider myself more kind of a both ways center. Towards the end, I was obviously more defensive with the role and with the PK and PK assignments and everything. And uh, I had a great, great line mates. I mean, you remember Kavi and, and Andre Kostitsin playing really well at the time. Camilleri, you know, Gio and, and, you know, those guys, they were very offensive guys. And, you know, I used, I tried to use, uh, you know, used to be with, to, to play with, with uh, being a smart with them, like using their skills to help myself a little bit. And, and, uh, you know, obviously being, being, uh, responsible, uh, you know, as, as a, as a good two-way center. So I would say I was, I was very lucky and very lucky with, with the line mates. And as I mentioned before, I really relied on my talent and on my offensive skills when I got to North America and I had to learn that, that two-way game, that defensive game, the details of the defensive game, in in Hamilton and at the beginning of in Montreal. So, if I ask you best best player you play with, Oof, it's I mean it's hard. <laughs> Obviously, I had I had a great success with Kavi. You know, Kobe, you know, yeah. remember with you know if I'm thinking about it, the offensive, you know, putting up the points with Kavi and Kamaleri. You know, those guys. You know, we just kind of somehow had it together. So it was it was probably those two guys. But, you know, with so many, I mean, it's so, as, as for you, I mean, I'm sure it's hard for you to pick one player, yes, one best player. It is. Play I mean, so many great players, they're right there, right? The players you, you hate to play against, you know, it give you hard times, you know, when you, you face that guy. 
You have a new name? There was, yeah, there was. Uh, I didn't like to play against Kessler. I loved to play against Marchand. I mean, it was it was great. I loved that. Uh, who else was out there at the time? Why? Uh, obviously, Crosby was really hard to play against. I always, you know, it, it's he's so unpredictable, and and you know, Malkin, those guys, you never know what they're gonna do. So it's really hard to play against those guys. On the other side, I like to play against Ovechkin because you know, against him, you you know, you kind of know what he's got, how how the way he plays. So it's really depends. I'm I'm sure there's more guys, but right now, obviously, I will not got any center you play against. Like, uh, I hate to, to take face off against that guy because you don't have success. Uh, as I mentioned, Kessler. Kessler okay. was one of them. Kessler, he was, he okay. was tough to play against. He was he was a uh, yeah, greedy player. He was, player. Yeah. He, was yeah. he was hard nosed guy. You know, it yeah. was you really had to compete against him to to get him out of his game and and to get success against him. And uh, yeah. who else was out there? Um, sure, there was a couple guys. Bergeron is obviously one of the best centers, but I like to play against Boston overall. I like yeah. kind of like that rivalry and uh, it's know, a good challenge it's a good challenge yeah. I, i didn't mind to play against those guys it was it was up and down once we we had a success once they had a success against us it was it was fun now coaches always seem to put you with players when the other players needed a boost you always seem to bring out the best in teammates why do you think that is i don't know but at times it was frustrating i can tell you that i remember <laughs> those times where I really wanted to play with the guy I love to play with. I wanted to put up the points. I wanted to be on the first power play, but sometimes it didn't happen. I had to suck it up again. And I didn't mind it because, you know, as long as the coaches knew that, uh, you know, it's going to help the team and it's going to help the other guys, you know, it's, it's what you need to, to help the team. Because you were so adaptable though, it meant you played with what more than a hundred line mates over the years. Like how did you, how did you deal with having a revolving door of guys? It, it wasn't easy. I mean, obviously it wasn't easy because, you know, a lot of times I was judged by points. I was judged by plus minus. I was judged by, you know, by something else, but it wasn't easy to, to, to adjust. You know, I try to do my best and then, you know, like I said, I look at it to, to help the team first. And then, you know, of course it was frustrating, as I mentioned for me that, you know, I would feel that if I play with this guy and we get time together, I will have more points and, and all that and but sometimes it's out of your control you have to suck yeah, it up i know what you mean because you know when you have a good chemistry with you know your 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 teammates like hey i know we, we, we're gonna do good and yeah. the coach ah he's changing the line and like and you ask yeah. yourself why everything is going good why yeah. Well, you're a team player and you accept, you know, your role. And I was same thing with my, with me, you know, sometimes you had a great partner and everything's going good and, oh, it's switching. Like, why are you doing that? But you're yeah. a professional and you just go up there and, and do your job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's funny, but you look back and you look back and after that, you know, you say, you know, it really helped. It was a really good decision because it helped the team. And the end of the day, it helped me because it got me more ice time because, I was reliable in that role. I was reliable to, you know, to play with more guys. So the coach had a confidence to put me on for more ice time. So in the, in the end of the day, it worked out the best for me. What are some of your favorite memories of being with the guys? Like a cool story we don't know of you guys <laughs> on a road trip or, you know, it's just between the three of us and so no one else will hear this. Three of us and everyone watching at home. Yeah, and they stay with me. 
<laughs> are there any good like post game stories that you can I mean, share you know it's it's really boring answer but there's so many that it's really hard so hard to pick one and and i always enjoy the time even though i wasn't talk active guy you know i was pretty quiet and and kind of stayed out of the you know out of the spotlight and everything and i joined it because it was the best time for me to enjoy the time with the guys together when when there was a time and and as i mentioned i i didn't have to talk much i didn't have to be actually in but i was patrice any good uh, plucky memories <sighs> like <laughs> i said you know what it was no the thing is with plucky yeah i know it was you know playing with sherwood stick and you know he loved he, he was the only one playing with sherwood stick and we always said why are you playing with sherwood <laughs> because nobody else was playing with sherwood stick <laughs> Because yeah. he had a big contract, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but like, like Thomas says, you know what? He, he was a quiet player, but we all know he will deliver on the ice. And as a teammates, I, I don't mind that. I know every game, Thomas Plekanec is going to give his best. And for the players and for the coaching staff, It's, it's awesome. That's why, you know what, Blackie plays so long and so many games because you give him a role, Blackie, you're going to play against Crosby tonight or Bergeron or all, you know, the top sentiment in, in NHL. And we know Blackie will do the job. And as a teammates, and I was, it, was it was a charm to play with you because that's what you, that's what you need and that's what you want as a teammates. Uh, accountable, like you know, he's gonna do the job, and uh, I think I think Plaky was that kind of guy. Sometimes, yeah, he's a, he was a defensive player, but he can score big, big goals. You didn't expect from Plaky because hey, his first job is to play against the best, you know, stop the best line on the other team. But Plaky scored big, big goals for us, and 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 the playoffs that was the same thing. I remember in the playoff. You remember when you say you were playing like a, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, because I know you put so much pressure on your, on your shoulder because you want to win. You want to make a difference. And you know what? I remember I went to see you say, you know, Plecky, just be yourself. Don't put, you know, points. They're going to come, you know, good players. They always get points and they, but the way you were playing, you were playing great. Just you can get the points. That's it. We hear a lot about uh, playing in Montreal, being put under a microscope. Now that you've had some time away from Montreal, looking back, what, what do you appreciate about the market? Does it, does it push you to be better? And why do some guys thrive and others just can't seem to make it work? Uh, definitely it pushes you to be better. And, and you know what? I, uh, you know, looking back, as, as, you, as you said, looking back at it, it's, It's, it's really the greatest place to, to play with. Like, I mean, if you want to really, you know, enjoy hockey, you know, it's, I mean, it's hard. I played in Toronto. It was great. Obviously, Toronto, Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens, I mean, two greatest cities in the world. And, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for better weather or, you know, better something else. You know, I really, it's, it's just so... It just pushes you, as you mentioned, it pushes you to, to play better. You know, you're under microscope. You have to be better. It doesn't matter how good you were in your last shift because the next shift, you're going to be judged again. So it's, 
I wouldn't be I wouldn't be anywhere close where where I finished my career if I'd be somewhere else because it was I was pushed so hard by by that microscope and by by pressure that I was putting on myself as well. And if you do go on to coach, you know, in two years and three years and four years, what do you think your coaching style is going to be? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, that that's a tricky question because you know you always as a player, it's it's your thinking is obviously so so much different, and you need that coaching experience to get behind your kind of behind your belt and kind of see how players react. And it's, it's, it's hard to say right now, but yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be players coach for sure. <laughs> Let's put it that way. All right. Good. I want to come back on that trade uh, in Toronto. Um, you were disappointed or like you understand uh, Mark Bergevin's position, you know, season was not going that, that good. And but I'm sure you, you want to stay in Montreal. And when he I, he told you, I trade you to Toronto. What 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 was your first reaction? Uh, I was. Uh, I mean, I, I knew I'm gonna get traded. I mean, we had a, we had a talk with with Mark to my agent, and and uh, you know, I, I told him I don't want to get traded. I want to stay in. I want to play. I want to play next year, and 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 that but i understood as you mentioned i understood the situation i understood the you know the position i was and montreal was and and you know if he got what he got for me i mean it was great trade and uh and i took it and i was happy about toronto i mean in the end of the day it was it was close to montreal so i could you know on my days off so i could travel back to montreal to, to see my boys and and spend a little bit of time at home as well and uh it wasn't a big travel so it's uh and it was great. And I, I play with such a great teammates in Toronto. I know so, so, so such a big talent in Matthews, Marner, uh, Patty Marlowe, you know, you know, legend. I mean, looking back at that experience, I mean, it was great. I mean, it couldn't happen any, any, any better than that. Is Mark told you, I'm going to resign you next year to, you know, to play your thousand game in Montreal? Uh, oh, that was... I was we, not sure. Or... There was no, there was no, there was no mention about thousand game. It was just like, yeah, I want to, I, I told Mark, I, I want to come back. I want to play another year in Montreal. And he said, yeah, we, we, we would like to have you back. And that, that was it. I mean, that was it. And uh, as you know, as you know, obviously I'm sure, you know, from your experience, you never know what's going to happen from February until July. Right. You know, then July came up and then, uh, it happened. So I was, I was happy because as I, as I told Mark, I want to be back. He said he wants me back. So it's, uh, it, it worked out. It worked out the best. But why, why did you play only three games that year? What's, 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 what happened? I had an injury at, at, at you know, uh, obviously I was, as I was a veteran, you know, starting on the, on the fourth line pretty much. And, and then I, I had an injury, which was pretty, it was pretty boring. I mean, I never had that before. And, and it was, it took me actually six weeks to get even to get even you know close to being 100 and and at the time guys played so well you know young guys you know and you know the league went went young that time and and it's the latest obvious and goes that way so there was no room there was no no room for me anymore i guess and and uh i would leave it at that i mean it's you know that's 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 what it was 
Yeah. Explain how important it was for you to end things in a Habs jersey. Yeah. I mean, uh, as, as I mentioned before, I mean, you know, love the city, love the place, you know, uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go anywhere else in the States, travel like, with, with, especially with the family, with the boys and everything like going somewhere else, you know, on the other side of the America or Canada or, or, or move somewhere for another year or so. And, It'd be it'd be it'd be so hard and and challenging and and I just wanted to go back to Montreal and and play there and and enjoy enjoy the time in in, in Montreal and play in Bell Center. I mean, when you feel you're towards the end of your career, like it's it's really hard, especially as a European guy, knowing you wanna you know you wanna go back and and play a little bit at home in front of the, the Czech fans. It's it's really hard to 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 be moved around the world as a fourth liner and stuff like that. So it's, it was, it was a, that was the way. And when you reached the 1000 game that night, that it was, it was magical. What was it like for you? And Chantal, don't forget, he scored on that game. So great. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's, you know what, it's still actually hard to describe for me because, uh, you know, when I look at it in, in two, three years from now, when I retire and I'm going to look at that game, I'm saying like, I'm going to say like, wow, thousand games. I mean, how many players, you know, are so lucky to, to be able to play thousand games? I mean, there's not too many. I mean, you know, compared to how many, how many players are there. So something that I would never dreamed of and something that I would never thought it, it'll happen. And uh, I still have chills. When I when I talk about it, you know, remembering that game, I remember the, the standing ovations in the Bell Center, and and especially, you know, we never won the cup, we never accomplished that, you know, that much as a team, and I still still uh, had that connection with the fans, and the Bell Center was really very special, and and it will stay with me until the rest of my life for sure. I need to ask you your best memory and memories in your all all season in Montreal Canadian. You have a, a moment uh, like. You know what? Oh, wow. uh, obviously, you know, it goes with the team success. So playoffs 2010, you know, beating Washington, Pittsburgh in game seven in their building. I mean, you know, the, the way we celebrated in the room after it was it was it was it was great. And and, you know, retirement nights, you know, with the with, you know, when when you see all those legends, you know, going their jersey up to the roof there in the bell center and, and being part of that night. It was it was uh, it was spectacular. So, I mean. You know all all those all those success that you have as a team, as a family, as as an organization that they always kind of came up as first. Now we're playing this game with guests where we ask them uh, one thing that people might not know about them. <laughs> Same thing with the stories. I mean, <laughs> in fifteen years, there's not too many things that people they don't know about me, but. Uh... Yeah, true as I like I like I said before, I wasn't talkative guy. So, you know, there's there's a lot of people they think I don't talk and I'm grumpy and all that stuff, but you know, it's not that bad actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> Scotia Bank uh, is the main sponsor of the Alumni Lounge. So it's fitting we talk about money before we wrap up. Now, when you signed your first big contract, what was your first big purchase? Um, I think it was a computer, actually. It was in a car. It was in a car. It was a computer. <laughs> you didn't already have a computer? 
Uh, well, at the time, I was lucky to have an internet. And if you had uh, some advice to give to some of the young kids, you know, who are signing contracts, making money for the first time, if you had to give advice to a younger you, what would it be? Uh, you mean money-wise or you mean yeah. the life like hockey? Both. Both. Okay. Well, money, well, well, stay positive. Don't ever get too up or too high on yourself. Don't ever get too down, you know, because it's going to, in the end, it's going to even up and just stay yourself as, as, as Breezer mentioned, you know, just be yourself, be who you are and, and, you know, you'll, you'll have a success. And that's for life and money. You just yes, summed it up for, in one. You know, for money, for money, you know, I, I leave it to two people. They know more about it. <laughs> you know what? I, I want to ask you, who was your best coach? You know, the coach you really oh. appreciate to play for and, you know, you, you will give every, everything for that coach. Man, I, it, it's, that's a tough one. I, uh, I like Carbo. Carbo was, was great. I was so surprised he never, he never got into coaching later on because we, we had a success uh, with Carbo being on the bench and we, we had a good season. Uh, Doug Jarvis was, was my coach in Hamilton who, who was a great teacher. He was really, really, he, he, he taught me hockey pretty much in the minors. So he, he was great. He was great for me. And uh, obviously, Claude Julien, I, I, you know, I had him at the Hamilton as well. And, and I would go through the coaches like that. I mean, Michel Trian, he's a, he's a tough, he's a tough coach. He's really, really hard, really, really hard to play for. But, you know, he was, uh, he knew his way and he knew how to get the best out of the players. So hard. I mean, so hard to pick one, man. It's really, I try to, as I mentioned, like thinking as a coach, I try to take the best out of those coaches I had and, uh, you know, combine my own coaching style, what if ever I'd be coaching and, and, and go from there. And I'm sure you will be a coach. How about you? How about you? That's, that's... That was Alain Vigneault, my best coach. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I won the cup with Jacques Demers. He was a, a fantastic yeah. coach. But Alain, Alain Vigneault, I seem like a um, very um, player coach. You know, he was mm-hmm. really close to his player and he was fair. He was tough. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, I really, really enjoyed playing for Alain. Yeah. Um, Patrice, just looking back, when Thomas first came into the league, what were your impressions of him as a rookie? I was his work ethic. His work ethic for me was like, wow, that kid, that kid, you know, you want to make, you want to make to the NHL. You, because he was always, you know, you opened the door in the gym. Who was there? Thomas. All, already on the bike doing weights and, you know, you're like, wow, okay, that kid, you want to you get better and better, stronger. And on the ice, you open the door, you, you walk to the, the rink. Who was on the ice? Thomas Plakenek. Shooting pucks, practicing face-off. You know, the, the details. So I, I'm not surprised, you know, the, the success that Plaky had. That's, you know what, as, as, a, as a, a pro athlete, we all have talent. But the best players... It's in the details. And, and Plaky always, always have that. Plaky rem- rem- remind me Guy Carbono. Guy Carbono was an awesome hockey player. He did, he did everything on the ice. But in the room, he was, he was our captain. And in the room, he was not talking. Because he, he doesn't need to talk. Because when it was time to play on the ice, he was there. And Plaky was the same, 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 same thing. Same type of player. Like, you know what? 
I don't want to say anything in the room, but I'm going to show you to everyone here in the dressing room, I'm ready to play and I'm ready to win hockey games for that team. That's what I remember from Blackie. Do you have any response to that? <laughs> it's a nice compliment. It's nice to nice to hear that. I mean, and you know, I really appreciate it. You know, I'm, I'm happy that I was uh, I was uh, noticed like that, and uh, yeah, I tried my as I mentioned, I tried my best, and then you know, I you know, especially you know, the good thing for the young players when you ask before the details, pay attention to the details for hockey because you know that's where the difference is. I mean, and I learned that, and you know, as a coach, that will be one thing that I will pay attention as well. The details will always, you know, that they will get you there. They will get you to to success. And as a team, if you if you do that, I mean, you you have a you have a best chance to, to to have a success. So those those details are really important, and in the life as well, and in the money as well. <laughs> Sums it all up. There you I go. Like, you yeah. got a complete package. <laughs> um, you have a lot of fans watching right now that miss you. Do you have anything to say to them? Farewell. I miss them too. I mean, as, as I mentioned before, again, uh, playing in front of the empty stands, empty buildings, and you know, get used to Bell Center with twenty-one thousand people. It's it's something that you, as a as a player, as a as a professional hockey player, you missed big time. And and uh, you know, uh, I miss those times playing in front of the Bell Center and and playoff times, how loud it is there, and and. You know, uh, jealous on those guys. They they have it in front of them, and and they will enjoy it. I'm sure soon too. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, and good luck in the playoffs. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. So that's it for this week in the alumni lounge, aka our living rooms. Uh, thank you all for joining us and taking a stroll down memory lane. We will be back next time with another wonderful Montreal Canadiens alumni. The alumni lounge is uh, available to subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Also on YouTube, it's available en français as well. We alternate each week between French and English. Search for Le Salon des Anciens to check it out. See you next time. This program is brought to you by Scotia Advice Plus. A simple conversation today can help you reach your goals tomorrow. Only from Scotia Bank.